What's up, travelers? Dalton here. It is a brand new month, and I wanted to take some time to talk about how you can support this show via Patreon. As a listener, you can support monetarily via four different tiers, and the lowest tier starts at $1 a month for just general support and some Discord flair, or you can choose any of our other three tiers based on your budget, um, and you can reap some extra benefits. Patrons can receive two bonus episodes a month where we do lore deep dives on anything we find interesting to talk about in Genshin, or we usually do some manga chapter reviews as well. We'll do special shout outs on our show. We'll give merch out. Uh, we just started sending out t-shirts not that long ago. Uh, and we also have custom mail. We did an art stream not that long ago. Our patrons on the Favonius Knights here and above are getting that physical piece of art that we did on that stream in the mail. So it's perfect. The show's regular weekly episodes will remain free, so no worries there if you choose to save your money for your crystal top-up or you just don't feel comfortable supporting the show monetarily. You can still support the show by subscribing on your favorite podcast app or honestly leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That helps a ton. The best way to support the show, though, really, is just by telling people about it. Word of mouth. Just telling your friends, your family, and others that you know love Genshin Impact about the show, all these ways help the show more than you think. But if you are interested in becoming a patron, you can head over to patreon.com slash hoyocast, choose a tier that works best for you, and enjoy the extra content. Thanks for listening to my Patreon shill this month, um, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Have a good week, guys. What's going on, travelers? Thanks for tuning in to the 35th episode of The Resonance, a weekly, or in this case, a bi-weekly Genshin Impact podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Dalton. With me is Pharaoh. Yo, 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 what's up? Uh, I miss hearing that. Oh, yeah, because it sounds like last week you said you liked his better. <laughs> you listened to it. <laughs> I, I told him from the get-go, I was like, I'm going to mess with him so bad. <laughs> So yeah, Pharaoh's back. I'm back. I'm back from the dead. Uh, literally debilitating bed rest for like three days. So that was not fun. Yeah. Um, but we have a ton to go over. So I say we just jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. You have a review reading to do from like five years ago. You ready for that? Yes. I actually have it pulled up on my YouTube. I just need to listen to it real quick and then okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and hop right into it. Yep. So I'll vape for you while you're listening to that. So we are kind of we're quote unquote backed up, but it's really only two reviews. But I I feel like this episode is gonna be super long already, so I had to cut it down to one. Um but Pharaoh is going to do his version of Xiao's voice. Uh yeah, had... so he, he's super like I, I don't wanna say like uh what is the right word for his voice? He's very just breathy. He's breathy and he's also very like tryhardy sounding. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, I don't know how to explain it honestly. Like, oh man, if I, I wish you played League like 
hardcore to know Aphelios because he's he reminds me so much of Aphelios. All right, well here here's the deal. Um, I'll do Shao, and then next week you can do Klee. How's that sound? No, well I'll go ahead and do this one. This okay. one's super easy too. <laughs> it, it's just funny because like his voice is just very. Uh, anyway, I'll just go right into it. Okay. All right, here we go. Amazing podcast. I've been listening from episode three. Please read review in Chow's voice. That's pretty good. It's honestly like, I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I know that. But it also is just, it sounds very generic already. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't have like a super unique voice. So yeah, he just kind of sounds like a tryhardy teen to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, he embodies that pretty well, honestly. Yeah. What's, what is it? Is it cringe lord? I think is that the term for uh, it? Edge lord. Edge lord. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Edge lord. Ah, uh, yes. He's an edge lord. He is. I'm. That... I'm like crushing so many people's love for him right now. Oh yeah, we're getting death yeah. threats right now. Exactly. I mean, I love him for what he is. I still. He's one of my favorite characters ever since the whole. Uh, what was it? Um, the quest where we went underground with Ito. In the chasm? Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so anyways, good. So good. Go ahead. Um, okay, so that was a five-star review uh, by JK Addict. Thank you very much for that review. If you guys want to leave a review, it really helps out the show in more ways than one. Uh, you guys can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the show. And if you so choose, we can read it in a character's voice of your choosing. Yeah. And before we jump into news, got to plug the socials. We have Twitter and Instagram at HoyoCast. Um, sorry, I haven't been posting on any of those platforms because I've just been completely dead. Um, and honestly, all of my energy has been going to the Discord whenever I got a moment. Uh, Discord.me forward slash The Resonance. We are doing a ton of things coming up that I'm planning. Uh, we have a, a pool stream that I'm going to be setting up for 3.4 because we just got drip marketing for the... Two new characters that are getting dropped in 3.4. Uh, what else? We have the Genshin card game, t- card game yeah. tournament that we're going to have, yeah. which I'm so excited for. That's going to be cool. Um, and I have some of my teapot, like three quarters of the like three quarters of my teapot is done right now uh, for our maze like event. So you guys got to jump in the Discord to be a part of all that goodness. Um, yeah. So yeah, lots of stuff. Oh yeah. Okay, news. There is a ton. I don't even know where to begin, but we're going to start with, we're going to literally go backwards. Um, We're going to start with some of the things that we got literally moments ago while me and Pharaoh were both setting up for the pod. And one of them is the Game Awards. And there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Um, so Genshin was nominated for best mobile game and best ongoing categories. Uh, they did not win those. I, I think that it was pretty fair, honestly, the winners of those categories. I think um, Marvel I think Snap. Who, who won again for ongoing? Ongoing was Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, I don't agree with that one. Um, that one I definitely don't agree with. For mobile game it was snap right yeah mobile game i think also wasn't correct well i don't know lots of people love snap but i i tried it and i wasn't a fan 
Um, but especially now, because I feel like this is honestly like normal Genshin plus now it has its own card game, which I honestly prefer more. So I feel like it should definitely knock Snap out of the water. But like, mm-hmm. I do you remember if Endwalker, the newest Final Fantasy fourteen expansion, came out this year? Was that this year? Yes, I think so. Okay, so I can kind of see why it got nominated and won for Endwalker because I heard Endwalker was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I, I do like Final Fantasy fourteen, so maybe I'm I just think, a little biased. I think it doesn't hold a candle to the pop. Well, I don't. I would love to see population rates. I mean, Genshin's is huge, obviously, but I have a feeling Final Fantasies is not that big. You think it's the like, title? Like, do you think that the when people see the Final Fantasy name, that it kind of? I think it bears more clout. Yeah, you, right. And I, I, not saying that God of War was not a bad game or that it didn't deserve all the awards that it got, but there were some pretty good contenders on there that weren't Elden Ring that didn't get awards, and I thought, you know, I, I, I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean the pe- I mean, the people are the ones uh the people are the are the ones voting so maybe I'm just completely yeah. wrong but I feel like if if the games aren't like triple A titles like God of War or like Elden Ring they have no shot. I think mm-hmm. it's certainly far less of a shot. I think the last time that well no cuz they didn't win. I don't remember if Do you remember like I think it was 2 years ago or maybe last year Hades? Do you remember the game Hades? Yeah. I think that one took home like game of the year and that one was an indie game. So I think that was like the first time in a while that mm-hmm. an indie game with no, you know, base IP, um, right. To speak one, one something, but yeah, yeah. anyway, you're right. I could be wrong, but, uh, but the Genshin impact did win players voice award, which I don't know exactly what that category entails, but, it's great for us because we're getting free primos. <laughs> exactly. I, I honestly think that it is everything to do with Ito. With Ito? Can you yeah. elaborate? Because it's a, a player's voice. It's all about... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Player's wait, wait. voice, not voice yes, acting. I'm thinking voice acting. Never yeah, that's what I thought at that. first, too. Yeah. But, like, um, I mean, Genshin doesn't really listen to their player base all that much i feel they like they don't but they have a community that interacts with them a lot. that's true that is true they do encourage that a lot too so maybe yeah. that was it um yeah i think so either way due to our support they say uh they will be giving out 800 prima gems from december 10th to the 13th and that'll be 200 prima gems a day and you should get those in mail at midnight server time each day so uh, 800 Prima Gems, not bad. Always good. And those Prima Gems will be going towards the two new characters that we got drip marketing for literally moments before we hit the record button, which Genshin is mm-hmm. very good at as soon as we're done recording the full episode and it's time for you to go play League and for me to go to bed. Uh, <laughs> they, they are very good with tweeting out drip marketing at like 1 in the morning, but today they did it early I kind of figured we were going to get drip marketing right after the awards because at the uh, awards, they did a Genshin Impact trailer 
they showed off like the Wanderer, they showed off Nahida, and at the very end we got like a three second snippet of Yao Yao, uh, who is very clearly now, we already kind of knew she was the four star uh, Dendro user that we've been kind of seeing sprinkled throughout the years of playing Genshin Impact. Yeah. Um, but she is now official and coming in 3.4 as history has always uh, repeated itself. As I, I've always said that on the show, that when we get drip marketing, it's exact, it's for phase one of the new update. So 3.4, we are getting Yao Yao. Literally a Klee like uh clone almost, but Dendro, wouldn't you yeah, say? It's a Dendro Klee, yeah. Her kind of moniker is burgeoning grace, so that makes me think that her little uh stuffed animal rabbits are going to basically explode and probably make burgeoning teams good as a niche. Yeah, maybe. I mean I'm assuming that is the case, but mm-hmm. we'll have to See, I don't see that coming into the forefront anytime soon, though. Yeah. Um, the one thing now, this is very new, like news. So we don't have like official Hoya Lab posts yet. So I'm literally just reading these off of their uh, tweets from Genshin Impact official. But Osmanthus is listed as like one of the things on her drip marketing. Which I don't exactly know. I, I guess Os- Osmanthus is obviously they have a type of wine, but is that like a location? Yeah, I, I always assumed so. Okay, so it looks like she hails from Osmanthus, which is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for her. I'm excited to see literally just like her kit. Like I just need to see, is this a character that, I mean, I'm going to see six and we'll talk about why I'm going to see six or um inadvertently but i'm just wondering is this my answer for the poor dendro application that we have right now yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one but something tells me no it's not but i would love it to be the case yeah how is Klee's like pyro application how do, how does that work is it not very good or um or pyro application i would say that it's it's just not super consistent i think okay like not not relative to others, um, so yeah, not actually, yeah, I guess not nearly as good relative to many others. Like Shang Ling, for example. Yeah, like there's so many that can constantly keep applying it, and um, they don't have to worry about you know aiming it very much. Um, you know, not that it's super hard to aim Klee's or anything, but um, there's definitely a little bit more skill involved there. So gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Five-star character coming with 3.4. I cannot wait. Right before I came into my wife's closet to record this episode, I told her, I said, I'm going to get drip marketing for this new character. I know I'm going to, and I'm going to be... Crack your purse. I told... (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) I told her, I said, I'm going to be spending money. Um, (laughs) Alhytham has been officially announced. He is coming in 3.4. We already know he is a sword user, even though they do not say that in the drip marketing... Uh, usually it's like their character demo or something that officially announces that or whatever. Um, but we already know from seeing him fight Sino and some of the cinematics and whatnot that he is a Dendro vision user as well. We already know where he kind of comes from and his background because of the current Archon quest that we've been getting in 3.2. Very excited for Alhytham. I'm hoping that he's not a carry because we've been getting a lot of carries lately. Uh, like we had 
Yoimiya rerun with uh who did she get rerun with? Uh um, drawing a blank. Was it Nahida? Nahida. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we have Yoi and then we had we had Sino before that and Wander is like a carry. He's like a main DPS. So I'm just hoping that Alhaitham is not like our first Dendro carry. Right. But he he, he screams big. Yeah, he screams yeah. big main DPS energy. Yes. So anyway, either way, I'm going to be pulling for him. I may see to him depending on how his weapon looks. Like, if it's another, like, one, like, Nilu where the sword doesn't really match her aesthetic, I probably won't pull it just for more cons. But then again, I don't know their kit, so we'll see. But very excited it's for Alitham. It's just one of those things where, like, we've been putting together so many teams recently and buying so many new characters. I'm not even getting a chance to really... Flush them play out. ...play a lot with, with one comp before I'm already moving out to the next. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I feel for the Wanderer right now. Yeah, well, I, there's uh, there's mixed reviews on the Wanderer right now. So yeah, I mean, I know you're very. You need to remember, I'm very collecting, and you're very yes. meta. So yes. yeah, so just right. just pulling him at C zero made me giddy. So yeah, yeah. Um, and, okay. and you get to float around. So I mean, exactly. And his yeah. animations are pretty good. They are. Yeah, they're pretty cool. All right. Uh, A thank you letter to all travelers. This is for the PlayStation Partner Awards, which we did get last year as well. Uh, 800 Prima Gems from December 4th to the 7th. So we're recording on the 8th right now. So all those should be in your mail. Make sure you claim them uh, before the end of version 3.3. And you need to uh, reach Adventure Rank 7 or above to claim them in the in-game mail. So just make sure you're that at least that far, not very far at all. You could probably do that in a couple hours, if if not sooner. But again, Freema gems, love it. I that's why I pretty much uh, tweeted everything out in the uh, Discord. Hey, make sure you vote because when you vote, we get Freema gems. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, version 3.3 events preview. We didn't talk about any of these together. So I just want to touch on these a little bit. A lot of these, uh, at least the event wishes are already out right now. So we'll touch on them just a little bit. Um, but you were not on, I had ran on when we did the, uh, live stream program. So mm-hmm. we'll touch on this a little bit because we already talked about most of these events. Uh, right. I just want to get your thoughts on some of them. So Version 3.3 is live. It went live uh, two days ago. And mm-hmm. uh, we have the Wanderer and Ido. They are our five-star characters. And they are released alongside Feruzin, who is our uh, new four-star animo support slash sub-DPS character. Um, she's like a mini Jean. And yeah. without healing, I think. And we also have Goro and Yanfei alongside. I am having a very tough time saving all of my Prima Gems for a Hytham when I, I am one Goro away from C6. I was going to ask you if you maxed out your Goro. Not yet. Not yet. How many pulls did it take you for Wanderer? I, I got him in less than less than uh, Soft Pity. So I know I got him in less than 75, but I spent quite a bit of money. Wow, to get do there. you realize that... like? You have not lost a pity in quite some time. 
I also haven't lost a a 50-50 since Sino when I got yeah. C6 gene. That sorry, that that's what I mean. Is that like you haven't oh, right. you haven't really lost at all in your 50-50s yet. Nope. So. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I like you. the I like the luck roller coaster that I'm on right now. Yeah, I hope that luck roller coaster flies off the tracks and has a fire crash. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, weapon event banner. We have Redhorn Stone Thresher, which I was kind of inclined to do this because I have C3 Edo, mm-hmm. but he does fine as it is, so I did not. Uh, we also have Tulia, Tulea Tula's Remembrance. probably butchered that. That is the five-star catalyst for the Wanderer. And that is alongside uh, Favonius Greatsword, Favonius Warbow, Aya Perception, which is the Catalyst, Wavebreaker's Fin, which is the brand new four-star polearm, and Sacrificial Sword. So if you guys are interested in that, you guys can pull on those. We have the Akitsu Kimodameshi event, which is the Test of Courage event coming with, that's like involving Ido and Haizu. It's kind of like a... It's like that month-long or update-long event that we get usually with every update. Um, I'm looking forward to this. It looks fun. It's different. Gameplay modes are very different. Yeah. Like, it being different is, once again, like, the things that I I like to see in the game. And, you know, recently we've been getting a lot of that. So it's definitely good. Yep. Yeah. I agree. We have the Misty Dungeon Realm of Sand, which is a themed character trial event. Pretty much like your generic trial event where you test out a bunch of characters, which I think is great. Uh, that is actually launching like soon, like probably I think tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow for us in the states. Uh, right now, it should actually be live about two hours ago for uh, for the Asia server. Mm-hmm. Um, adventure booster bundles round nineteen. Uh, all new adventure bundles or scam bundles, as I like to call them. If you guys are interested in that, you can go for those as well for like resin enhancement or talent books stuff like that and then we have the stellar rivers which is literally just the battle pass so kind of light there was some other things like uh the leyline overflow we talked about that with ran uh and we know you're excited about that super excited yeah okay uh but that's really it uh I know we talked about those a little bit. That's why I didn't want to really harp on those too much. And plus, we are going to talk a little bit right now about Genshin's new TCG in-game card game, Genius Invocation. So far, the only thing that I've heard bad about it is that people don't like that all the characters in the game literally spell out or literally say Genius Invocation TCG instead of just saying Genius or Genius Invocation but yeah. that literally doesn't bother me one bit, so I don't know. I, I, I agree, but it's not something that's like deterring me at all. You know, yeah. It's kind of just like, oh, I wish it did that, but no biggie. Yeah. Our news article for this is that it, there's just a huge uh, community content compilation that has been put together. So there are – this is by Diligent Hillitrolls, which is like a very well-known poster in Genshin – uh, in not Genshin, but in Hoyo Lab, and it's not like it's an official like account within Hoyo Lab. It's not like this is a fan made thing. Um, but they have a Discord that you can join called Genshin Impact Tavern, where they hold like TCG tournaments and like where you can win gift cards and prima gems and other stuff like that. So 
if you are into it, you can join that. They also have basically like a huge pick for like place for guides, gameplay details, character cards, all the information that goes with them, like support cards, basically going into the meta, all that stuff. So if you guys are interested, you can do that. But there are weekly reward challenges where if you do your weekly challenge in the game, uh, within the time limit, you can take a screenshot of like your your like victory screen and then post it in Hoya Lab and then you can win like merchandise, Prima Gems, other stuff like that. So uh, I think that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on the TCG? So I, I definitely like it a lot. I like that it's not the just a regurgitated form of all the other TCG games that we have out there. Like, I like the use of the dice and everything like that. It's kind of a different mechanic, or at least none of the card games that I've played recently use anything like that. Uh, I could be misspeaking. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think that those things definitely give it, you know, kind of a refreshing vibe. It's not just, you know, the same as all these others. And um, I really, I do like the aesthetics a lot. Um, I don't... I think that there's more that they could do to it, but I think I am spoiled by Legends of Runeterra on that. So I try not to hold it against it because I, I really like, I feel like I don't have the correct gauge for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I am trying to keep in mind that this is also like a side game within a big game. So for for what it is, I think objectively, I think it's fantastic. Good mechanics. Um the gameplay is slower than I'd like it to be. Um, but I think that might speed up as more people kind of, you know, like whenever you're playing against other people, you know, I think that might speed up a bit as more people kind of get used to the, the game mode themselves. Yeah, um, I agree. People are moving faster, but I do think that there should be like some stricter time limits on, on turns and stuff like that. Yeah, they are very generous. Yeah, so, and hopefully that is just for, like, the beginning, and maybe they have already plans to tighten that up, but we'll see. Um, either way, yeah, there's a lot of fun to, to do there, um, you know, lots of good ways to have strategies built in and everything like that, so it's it's pretty fleshed out. I'm impressed. Yeah, I was kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. I They like to kind of stick to their guns with everything that they do where they kind of don't stray too far from the path when it comes to I mean honestly like most of the events that even happen in Genshin so going into the TCG I thought you know oh it's probably going to be just like the combat and it 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 takes things from the combat in Genshin as a whole Mm -hmm. and applies them to the TCG like pretty well honestly and I've just been testing out a bunch of different characters, trying different combinations. Uh, I already have, like, two favorites that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. I'm already seeing meta decision-making, not even, like, meta builds, because I haven't even been paying attention to anything people have been saying about characters, even though I did just stumble upon because I love loved the character when I first started playing Genshin, but Ganyu is, like, broken. She's, like, a broken character. Yeah. Uh, at least to me in the game, uh, especially when paired with uh, another character, but that's besides the point. Um, but I haven't really been like researching what cards are good. I've just been playing what feels good, and it's been a ton of fun. Even the player games like PvP, 
no rewards, still really fun, which another thing that I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't entirely sure I would like. I didn't really think that it was a really bad thing for Genshin to add rewards to PvP, even if it's just like cheap stuff, even, even mm-hmm. if you they just rewarded for playing and not winning. Right. But I get why they didn't do it. Uh, that's a little disappointing to me, like, play a match and get, like, 5,000 more or something. I don't know, like, something little. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think that, like, I don't know, like, to me, it kind of makes sense to do that and get more stuff specifically for the card game, I feel like. And, and not it doesn't need to be a lot, but I feel like, I don't know, if they could somehow work in some kind of, because it makes sense, like, okay, well, if you're spending all the time playing this game and playing pvp on this game like it would be unfair to give you rewards that would go to the the larger game right so like Mm -hmm. genshin outside of the card game but i feel like it's it's all fair to apply those rewards to the genshin card game experience itself i mean they could easily just give you even like a hundred of the currency to buy cards because cards are i think as cheap as 500 yeah and and i think they're they're pretty uh I think the currency, the amount of currency that you get in the game just from playing and doing the quests and doing the duels with all the NPCs around town, I feel like is, it's okay. It's not great because I mm-hmm. did find myself, especially if you have no idea what you're doing when you're going into it, right? Because right. you could buy cards that don't work with the with the characters that you have or you, and then you're a force to kind of find your way to see, okay, this is what works. And it was pretty easy though i will say to kind of like gauge like okay i i really want to unlock ganyu so i invite her i beat her i get her card okay now i can use ganyu so i add ganyu to my deck hmm what do i need well it's not like you're gonna put like a sword because uh, in your deck because you have ganyu but you know what i mean just like you'd put a bow or you wouldn't put a dendro artifact on in your deck because ganyu's cryo so but Still, I feel like even a hundred coins for each match because you do five PvP matches with your friends, have some fun, you can buy a new card. Yeah, exactly. Overall, I don't want to harp on it too much, but it is really fun. As soon as I started playing it and I found a strategy that I really liked, I instantly thought to myself, "Oh, we're having this resonance uh, TCG tournament like soon." I'm mm-hmm. like I'm pumped. I am I like this TCG a lot. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. To the point where I was pissed because I was like on the threshold of leveling up my player level and I couldn't because I ran out of things to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, one of many times to come, I'm sure. Yeah. Um okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to very quickly give our favorite pieces of the second half of the Archon Quest. Uh, I feel like we kind of run through every single plot point and like every single step of every Archon Quest whenever we cover it. I don't want to do that because I feel like some people may not be there and I don't want to give all the answers away. And it's a little daunting too to listen to. I listened to our first half and we went over like every little detail. So we're going to give yeah. our favorite parts. Yeah. So we're going to give our favorite uh, pieces of three different parts of the second half. And I think that's fair. And then we'll wrap up the show.
And we are back from our break. Part two of the Archon Quest. So we're basically picking up off where we were. I got to pull up my notes for this. I'm pretty sure it was like right after we went to go find. Uh, it was right after. Hold on. Was it when we left to go find Dottori at the boat or was it? No, it's after Dottori and the boat. That whole scenario is already done. Oh, right. And we are literally going to the academia. Right. To start, right? I believe so, yes. I mean, it's honestly been so long now. I'm desperately trying to remember <laughs> what all happened. Yeah, no. Uh, actually, right where we're at is meeting Alhytham outside the academia, and we're literally going in. Okay. Like where you are breaching the, the academia. So Is this where I got held up the, the first couple times? You oh might, well, you didn't do Nilu's quest, so you would have been caught up with Nilu. We have three points that we're going to talk about uh, and give our at least our favorite parts about. Uh, number one was the heist, because basically we are breaking into the academia. Uh, the second one is our thoughts on the battle with Scaramouche in his uh, omnipotent god form, whatever his name is. It's pretty ridiculous. And then uh, we are going to, and then thirdly, we're going to give our thoughts on the Nahida Dottore interaction. I'll give my thoughts from the whole heist deal that leads mm-hmm. up to the battle, like freeing Nahida um, and having the battle with Scaramouche. Uh, you know, honestly, it was really good. It felt like a whole Oceans 8 or Oceans 11, whatever, like Oceans yeah. movie. Uh, a very uh, interconnected, like, mission that had to be carried out through multiple people. Nilu's dance in front of the uh, the academy to basically uh, distract the guards was mm-hmm. great. That went all the way back to the first, like I think three point one, where or no, it was it was three point two, where Al Haytham puts the helmet on our heads and has us imagine like we just freed Nahida, da 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 da, because he literally uploads that to the helmet or to the Akasha, uh, to trick everybody. It, it was just a very well-thought-out like plan, honestly, and it didn't seem too far-fetched. Right. My favorite part, though, was when Alhaitham uses the, the fake... What is it called? The fake Divine Knowledge Capsule that made... Like, yeah, the made, capsule, yeah. Yeah, that made the guy go crazy. Yeah. Ah, uh, dude, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like... Those things like that can be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They can be a little like on the nose or like you can like see, like see that like happening right away, but right. Like it's telegraphed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, he's just, he's going to, this is it. Like Al Haytham's pissed. This is his last ditch effort. Mm -hmm. And basically this is it like if he doesn't pull this off then he he's gonna be like well i tried and then i felt like we would kind of figure out a different way i never thought for a second that it was like fake the whole time and that he like purposely did it because he knew it would get him to where he got like right and that that's kind of um just kind of going into the things i like this one is very similar things here between the, the two of us I really, really enjoyed the dance. 
I, I was, I think, very surprised on how much I appreciated the dance uh, from Nilu on, on both the times that we've seen her do that. Um, it's been really, really good. So that was cool seeing that again. Um, I hope we get another one before we kind of leave. Um, but yeah, definitely the coolest part about the whole thing was that they definitely got me with the whole bait and switch scenario that they were doing, um, where everyone was, you know, in on the fact that he was going to act like, you know, he was caught and that he's going to be taking the, the capsule, as you said, um, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see it happening, which is something that I definitely thought I would have been in on. No, big part of it is obviously because they, they purposely left that scene that where they had the conversation about it out. So it's not really my fault necessarily, but they, they definitely, they did a really good job at making it a very logical jump that something like that would happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's the problem that a lot of movies, games, shows, you know, whatever it may be, um, whenever they have these scenarios, it is telegraphed super hard because it's like, that's why would that happen? Why would they do that? You know what I mean? Right. And here, it really was like, I could see this all happening for sure. So they, they got me and that was definitely um, really nice because, you know, surprising people in video games is, is kind of hard to do overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did it pretty eloquently. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it for me on the on the first part. Cool, cool. All right. Um. So then we we kind of we free Nahida. It's all good and dandy. And when we do, there's a like an elaborate plan with making a kid dress up as Nahida and like start running around. Mm-hmm. Not that great of a <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, that's but, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So we do end up freeing Nahida, and she gives us a device to help us kind of fight the Balladeer. There was one thing that Nahida did say that I did want to touch on, and that was that the doctor doesn't share the same sense of urgency as the other sages, and that she thinks he enjoys the experimental process and not the end product. And yeah. I like I felt like that quote literally just sums up the doctor so well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. How did you feel about the interaction with the balladeer when we get inside? All that. I thought it was. I, I thought this part was pretty much exactly how I thought it was going to go down. Um, you know, his motivations and everything like that were what he's been saying this entire time. The new information that was revealed at the end, um, like how they, I, I guess I should, I, I'm okay to say this, um, but yeah, how they went through everything with Nahida and uh, what was the the previous one. Greater Lord um, Ruka Devada. Ruka Devada. There we go. Um, whenever they, they kind of tied up, you know, how things are going to be working and how she's going to be leaving and everything like that. Uh, I know this is at, right after the fight, but just bear with me for a second. Yeah. Um, I liked how they did that. It felt really good. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that satisfying, the the conversation between them, but it, it was very, very good. Um so I was impressed by that. Uh, there were uh, maybe a few tears that went streaming down the cheek. At that oh, moment yes. He finally goodbye. cried. <laughs> oh, yeah. I but sobbed yeah. like a baby. Yeah, it was just, I, you know, I was very impressed. It was it was a very heartwarming scene. I was genuinely touched. And I will say that it, it's it's pretty hard for a game to, to make me get there. So, um, yeah, that was really good. As far as fighting the Balladeer, 
that part was honestly not great for me. Like there was a few things I did like. The aesthetics were astounding, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I loved it. It, it. it looked so good. I loved how I mentioned this before, but I loved how they used the verticality of how large he was and everything like that. And they really weren't afraid to bring in this gigantic boss mm-hmm. um, to fight us. And I, I appreciated that. Like the second we were, you know, I, I know we started off originally fighting the, the top half and then we fought the full thing. So that was cool. But I will say like, and maybe it's just because my team is like too good. I don't know. But like, I, I really couldn't tell what the strategy was here. I wasn't trying very hard to dissect it, but I was, I, I just kind of like blunt forced my way through it, I guess. Um, I wasn't doing anything super special. I felt like they weren't explaining for me like what to do very well. So I don't know if that was just me and I just wasn't paying enough attention or what. So I'm curious to see, you know, your opinion on that. Yeah. Um, so what did we get first? We got the fight, right? So we got the fight first. I, the fight was very epic. It felt like a, like an actual boss fight. Uh, you know, granted with what you said, the the sheer size of him is just, is crazy. You literally have to physically, this isn't like a Lala Churl where he still fits on your screen. You have to physically look up at him, um, which I thought was great. The fight mechanically, I agree. I was very confused with all the sigils on the floor. The yeah. only thing that I ended up noticing was that you would step on a sigil and you would get energy, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, what is happening? And then if you got energy, but also his attack would match whatever you stepped on. Right. So like, and but, if and he was using, really... sorry, go ahead, go ahead. If if he if he was using like the like the animo tornado, and you stepped on hydro, I'm pretty sure that tornado turned into like a hydro tornado. Hmm. I I could okay. be wrong, but. But yes, I, the first time I, I don't fought think him, that that's how that worked. But may, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. I, I'm pretty sure we got ER, like we got our burst back, like quicker. Yeah. See, but th- this is the problem, right? Like two of us played it. I feel like we pay attention to stuff fairly well, and it just wasn't there for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So th- clearly, it, it it is a problem that they had. Um. But yeah, it wasn't very punishing, um, for better or worse, that we didn't know how to do it because we both cleared it, and it, it still wasn't very difficult. I was never in, you know, it, I'm sure it took much longer because I wasn't using the things that they wanted me to, but, you know, I wasn't ever in danger of dying or anything. Yeah, I mean, the the mechanic in the second half when you're fighting his full form and not just the top half, that mechanic is very well not even explained because they don't explain it. All right, and if they do, they mm-hmm. just do like the archive little tooltip explain. But I felt like that was easier to understand with less explanation than the top half was. I don't even remember if I did anything special for that. Like it's like no, it's the it's the device that shoots him, and then you get the energy, and oh, then you that's shoot him. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to do that. The machine gun, uh, yeah. dendro machine gun thing going out. Yeah, machine that's gun sealy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it it was fine. I if I had to complain about because the mechanic doesn't really bother me because I'm into the story way more. But if right. I had to complain about something, it would just be that I didn't feel like Scaramouche was mad enough 
or and if that's not the right word for it, it's more like I didn't I don't think he sounded desperate enough. It felt like he gave up a little early. But that's just me. I felt like at the end when he's like reaching out of the of like the mech when he's about to lose the gnosis, I feel like he is just like not really trying all that hard. But then again, he he does kind of strike me as like a like a like a whiny baby when he doesn't get his way. So but that's the thing is like I don't want a whiny baby as an enemy as like a a built up yes, you know over exactly. two different regions enemy i want a badass as an enemy so yeah which i mean don't get me wrong the mech is badass oh it is but i mean like the personality and is what sells the narrative right Mm -hmm. and i agree like i mean his motives have always been consistent right and that's why like everything that we heard is not a surprise but i do agree with you and i think we we both mentioned it on a couple different times before now that really like I think the last time that things felt right with him were whenever we got, it was through what's her face, the, his follower for the first time. Um, his follower? Oh, yeah. Um, Hypatia. Was, yes, Hypatia. Whenever we hear her um, giving off like the ramblings of, of his beliefs, mm-hmm. right? For the first time. Yeah and we realized that she's been synced to him. That's like, it was so crazy and so maniacal and so dark that I was like, this is awesome, you know? Yeah. But then whenever it came to him doing it directly, it was like far less um, convincing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, ever since then, I feel like his performance has been fairly bland. Um. But yeah, so I'm I'm in agreement with you there for sure. Yep. Luckily, Detore um, will for sure give me everything I'm needing though. Yes. As far as uh, Lesser Lord Kusanali or Nahida, um, interacting with Greater Lord Rukadavada, amazing moment. I cried. It was very beautiful. Uh, it was a tearjerker moment for sure. There. Uh, I kind of already knew that they were both the same person. uh, So that didn't surprise me at all. I don't really know if there was anything in here that we didn't already know. Other than the fact that she, she on the day of the fight, a little bit of the early days, I think. Yeah. She did mention that the, on the day of the cataclysm, that the seven archons were actually summoned to Conria. Yeah. So it makes me feel like, uh, Celestia put the seven in their place, basically, and that's probably why they're all like kind of afraid. Yeah, and we also found out that the forbidden knowledge is knowledge that doesn't belong to this world, right? And that it came from the very bottom of the abyss. So that was pretty notable. Yeah, basically, she was pretty much trying to protect Ermin's soul, which is uh, the where all the ley lines come from, basically. So you can pretty much imagine that it's very important. Yeah, it w- it's what gives us my favorite event. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she finally says, let the world completely forget me, which are the final missing words to the world forget me quote that we've been hearing since we've been 
uh, in Sumeru. Um, and when they embrace each other, they cry, we cry, and then uh, that's it. She pretty much forgets that Greater Lord uh, Ruka Devada was even a thing. So, um, yeah. And then the Doctor shows up, and her, Nahida, and the Doctor talk a little bit. How'd you mm-hmm. How'd you like this? Um, you didn't expect this, did you? I I didn't expect this. But, well, I I should say, I'm not totally surprised that it happened, but I I wouldn't have bet on it. You know because I mean? of the segments? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. I really liked it. I really liked that it was a conversation for just between them also, which was cool. Um, and, yeah, it's I, I really wish I remembered the specifics of the conversation now, but... Um, I do. Oh, you do? He, I mean, yeah, he wants, he wants the gnosis. Yeah. I I know that it was a conversation on him, basically the deal for her giving him the gnosis, but I don't remember the specifics. Um, she basically forces him to tell her that he has different segments or quote unquote, different, different versions of him from different times of of his life that are wandering around to Vought, uh, which is pretty dark, uh, it kind of reminds me of Voldemort in a way, which I really like. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, yeah, then she wanted him to get rid of all of them. That's right. Yeah, so for her gnosis, she demanded that he destroys all the other segments of himself. And he agrees, which is kind of crazy, right? Like, he... I'm not surprised. I figured that he's just going to remake them easily. Yeah, but I feel like that's a little cookie cutter, right? Like, why... I don't think he needs to. Why not? I mean, he likes to, so why wouldn't he? I mean, he would, but isn't that just weird? Like, I, I felt like I, that went I through everybody. So. Well, because as a god of wisdom, you you would obviously know, like, oh, duh, he'll just make more. Like, you would have thought that Nihita would have thought about that. Well, I know, and that's one thing that I didn't really like about that was because she didn't think about that. Well, she said she they do address that. Oh, what did they say? She uh I'm I'm pretty sure like that was like a uh like a character like dialogue option where you could be like, "Oh, uh I I guess even if they even if they did like bring it up cuz I I genuinely don't remember if they brought that up. I think I just kind of discarded as like, yeah, he, why wouldn't he just lie and say, yeah, sure, I won't make more and then make more. I mean, yeah, I just it that feels like too, <clears throat> too easy for Hoyoverse to make into a plot point. But then I, I again, think... but then again, the segments of Detore is like a huge part of him. I feel like that was like literally you wouldn't know that up until this point and then it's and then that like very big feature of like characteristic of Detore is just squashed in a matter of seconds yeah well i think that it's um like i i actually kind of wish that they would have made it seem more valuable before they did this um yeah. because to us it's just like oh okay well that's weird uh, you know like, cool i guess yeah but um and then they're like get rid of them and they're like okay well it didn't really affect me anyways right it doesn't doesn't really have a big impact on you or anything that you've seen as the viewer but um 
Yeah, to me, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking, why wouldn't he make more? Sure, it'll set him back, I'm sure, in whatever he's doing for a bit. But, I mean, he certainly has the means to make more. Yeah. I think the bigger takeaway is that the Doctor's whole experiment was, was Scaramouche becoming a god? Because mm-hmm. I feel like up until this point, we were kind of just like, Scaramouche is doing this on his own. Uh, the Doctor's there to get him. And, like, even in that Fatui trailer, uh, one of the Harbingers was like, well, Dottore, what about Skarmouche and the Gnosis? And it makes you feel like Skarmouche is doing things of his own accord. And then here you find out that Dottore is like, yeah, he was my experiment. Like, pretty crazy. What else are we... I mean, I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, yeah, for the I most part, so. he basically intimidates her. She gives up both Gnosises for... Uh, him to destroy all of his segments and one thing that he asked oh she asked not for knowledge which i i think was a very good a really good ending right like nahida wants knowledge and i felt like that was a very nice touch to the end of it uh but he asked her if she's ever heard that the skies of tavat are fake and that behind ermin's soul that this is the truth basically that you know nahida kind of already knew this uh, she told us at the start of the very of the very first time when we got to Sumeru and we talked to Nahida, she said we weren't ready for the truth, um, and this right. was that truth. I feel like yeah. So the traveler wakes up. I, I feel like that was that was all great. Um, two other things I want to touch on because there's a lot of filler where we go and talk to everybody that was part of the plan. We throw a party basically for Sino being reinstated as General Mahamatra. That's not that great, uh, but we do meet Kave who is, we don't know what star character he's going to be, but we could pretty much guess he's going to be a four-star character. Yeah, I would say so. Um, just from his look, I guess. I don't even know how how to explain that. But basically, him and Alhaitham bicker, um, and they're roommates, I think. Is that what we... I think so. Might be more than roommates, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, no. <laughs> um, but they fight like a married couple, basically, just like Alhaitham yeah. and Sino, so... Um, yeah. I'm glad Alhaitham's ego goes with him everywhere he goes and not just with uh, Sino in the room. But their, bicker, their bickering is great. I really like that. We learn a bunch of different things about everybody else, uh, but we do get a chance to talk to Nahida. If you go up to the sanctuary after you free her, you can, or you go up and you talk to her, and she gives us some um, very useful information. Nahida is keeping the Balladeer in a safe space to make sure he does no evil. So obviously we know that now with everything that's out. Like we would have had this out a week ago and you guys would have heard this already. Um, But she also lets us in on our new destination, which is Fontaine. She -hmm. mentions that it's under a a judicial system. system. Thank you. Um, And that the chief of justice... Vocalors, I'm guessing that's how you would say it, uh, mm. is the Hydro Archon. It's a she. She is the hard Hydro Archon. And she also mentions that she appears at every trial in Fontaine, and she has a very unique personality. So got a little bit of tidbit of lore for Fontaine, which I am the most excited about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am very excited for her. I'm glad that we got that. Apparently... She's already leaked somewhere, too, which uh, is unfortunate because to have a leak about her this early is pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. But if, you, if you're if you someone that's interested in that kind of stuff, I'm sure you can find it. Um, but, yeah, um, 
glad that they at least made mention to it and uh yeah looks good but the the real interesting stuff is what happens after that yep so after that we finally get some information after traveling getting to monstat after going to leeway after saving leeway like three times after going to inazuma and freeing all its people we haven't learned jack about our sibling now we have a little bit not a whole lot Actually, we learn more about us than we do about the sibling. But And we have more questions about the sibling after that. <laughs> that is so. very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, Nahida brings up info about her sibling that she pulled up from Ermansol, which obviously is connected to all of Tavat, so it holds a lot of info, which shouldn't be possible because we originally thought that our sibling wasn't of this world, like us. Right. Uh, but it does anyway... And that, in fact, tells us that our sibling is from Tavat, mm-hmm. that our sibling did not come here like we originally thought she did or he did with us, which is huge. Right. And that's what you meant by the question. So um, so there is that. She also says that the sibling suddenly shown, showed up in Conria. And after the disaster, she started her journey across the Seven Nations. And then after that, the info becomes fuzzy. So, I don't know, maybe her, the info becomes fuzzy because she's kind of going in and out of those portals with the Abyss Herald and stuff like that? I don't know. Uh, I think that, like, I feel like the next part kind of explains that a bit as well. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Duh. Um, okay. Nahida also tells us that someone is obscuring her fate, meaning our sibling. I put her because I'm the main, I'm a male traveler. Right, same. And that the Fatui have not classified her as a descender. And descenders are external beings who do not belong to this world. And then as she says that, she mentions that the Traveler is the fourth descender. And the first is known as one of the heavenly principles. So a lot to unpack there, really. So we don't really even know if our sibling is our sibling at this point. Yeah, exactly. We are known as a descender, so we know that we came from this world, or we did not come from this world, uh, which we knew that already, but we this is our first official title uh, that was given to us by the Fatui, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. We are the fourth person to descend into Tavat, and the first is known as, and the first descender is known as the Heavenly Principles. Yeah, so for me, it brings up just a lot more questions, like, A... If she's not a descender and she's not maybe my sister, why has she survived this long? Like, she's something, right? She's something weird. Because why has she survived this long? How does she have the capabilities that she does? And how is how did she just appear in Conria? You know what I mean? So I think that, she's from Conria. Well, but it said that she suddenly appeared there. Maybe so, she I mean, suddenly she, appeared and was born. <laughs> uh, they I don't know. Word it like that. They would say born, and uh, so I have a feeling that she was. I mean, she may have originally done that, but it, it sounds like she was away for an incredibly long time, and then she just magically reappeared there at like a you know an adult age, or whatever age you know you are or close to it or something like that. 
But then, like, you know, nothing's really changed since then. It's been a long time. So, obviously, she's got special superpowers. She's something weird. I want to find out what it is. And the next couple of questions are, who are the other descenders between me and the Heavenly Principles? I'm not worried about that. We'll find out about that in due time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get the answers to all of these, but but it it's it's what's now on my mind, right? Right. And then my other question is, and, and maybe you know this, but whenever you th- the the heavenly principles, who do you think yep. that is? Like, do you think that that's the woman at the beginning of the story? Well, it's plural, so I think there's multiple, but I think the heavenly principles are the I don't know if you ever seen the this is my theory I don't know for sure but um there's a loading screen that says there are many laws in Tevat I feel like those are the heavenly principles and the heavenly principles are multiple people hmm. I don't know how that does make sense because I mean I did take notes and I was like very into it so I feel like I took my notes pretty to the T but well, that's the thing is here on, on your note, it's listed as the first um, descendant and the first is known as the heavenly principles, as in one is plural. Correct. So that would make me think that the heavenly principles is just a moniker given to the first. And the question uh, I see what is, you're saying is then on my mind is the heavenly principles that chick that we first met. Or, but she said the keep. She said that she was the keeper of the heavenly principles, I believe, or the sustainer of the heavenly. I don't remember one of the two, but she didn't say her name was the heavenly principles. Mm-hmm. So makes me think that that's not her, but maybe it is, and that's just kind of like you know an adjacent title. Um, yeah, which they do throughout every exactly. character. I it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. So right, but either way, she was super powerful. So also, am I going to get that powerful? That's also on my mind. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lots it's it's crazy. Like, th- you get a huge, like, info bomb dropped on you at the end of this super, super elongated Archon quest that was just full of everything. Like, and it was yeah. a very good Archon quest, so I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to know the last question is, where are we all descending from? Genshin Impact 2nd. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah like all all of those so i am left with far more questions than i had whenever i originally went into this conversation yep i feel like we are one one descender and we will get multiple genshin impact games that go down the rabbit hole of different descenders and their stories i don't think so i don't think well, so you know they could just take like because they have Hershers, I think they're called, in Honkai, mm-hmm. which could be related to the Descenders, because those are like, I don't know, they have tie-ins between that game, so I, I don't know, who knows? Yeah, they've created such a, you know... Hoyoverse. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, and it's, it's, you know, theorized that it's all touching, you know, in between, so... Right. I, I would love to get more clarity eventually on what the hell is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I feel like 
we're not going to get answers anytime soon on any of that. It took I, us I, yeah, three whole took us four whole nations to get to get to where we're at and still have more questions than we have answers for. Exactly. So I think it will get worse before it gets better, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh ready for wish of the week? Wish of the Actually no. I'm out of everything and I don't want to pull. Okay. So let's So I will not. That's week. okay. We have a pretty uh drawn out episode as it is already. Mm-hmm. Uh we're already at like an hour and eh, about an hour. Okay, let's do Wish of the Week then. No, you mean Question of the Week. Question of the Week, yeah, I'm sorry, jeez. Let's do one that has nothing to do with Genshin. Genshin. Yep. Okay. This one was asked by Sparrow in our Discord. Inspired by the recent podcast episode with Ran, what is your Hogwarts house and which Genshin characters belong in which houses? Well, I mean, so much for it not being involved with Genshin. But oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. I, I, <laughs> but that's a good that's a Genshin good Genshin adjacent. Yeah, um, for me, I, I took the test a while ago. I was Ravenclaw, as much as I would love to be um, uh, Gryffindor, I'm not. So yeah, I'm kind of stuck there in Ravenclaw. Same. I'm a. I'm not stuck, but I am a Ravenclaw. Oh, you're a proud Ravenclaw. I am. Yeah, I'm a person that wishes they were someone else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I tried. I tried to like. A, I think like two times even afterwards or just like one more time i guess um afterwards to try to fix it to make sure i got gryffindor still didn't work i think i got hufflepuff the next time but yeah ravenclaw it is as far as the characters do you want to just pick like like three yeah okay um i'm gonna say ito for sure number one is a what Uh, he he is going to be a gryffindor 100 percent think he's a Gryffindor absolutely he's got he is so courageous dude that's true that's true yep yeah okay. he would not that's the signature move of them and and he will go blindly because he's also not the brightest they'll go blindly into any scenario fully confident that is so, very true so yeah he's uh 100% a Gryffindor um next one Sino Ravenclaw deaf um and then let me get another one. Who would be a good Slytherin? Oh, I know who's the Slytherin. Uh, the Wanderer? <laughs> what's her face? Wait, what? The Wanderer? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I don't even include him yet because he's so obviously, like, bad. Okay. Um, But a good one would be, uh, I'm just trying to remember her name, Um, Detective Klee, Girl. Klee would be a great Slytherin. Klee? Yeah. Throwing no, bombs all over sli- the place. No, she would. She's she's too like she's mischievous. Lighthearted still. She's she's mischievous, but she's not like manipulation is is like one of the the big tags there. Oh, Yanfei, you think would be a slut? Yeah, was it was it Yanfei? Was that her name? She's the lawyer. No, 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 not Yanfei. The detective. Oh, Yalan. Yelan, yes. Oh yeah, I could see that. Yelan for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Yep. So that would be that's a very good Slytherin right there. Okay. So that's three for me. Yeah. Okay. My first one is. You gotta Kuki. give me a Hufflepuff, by the way. Okay. Uh. Well, dang. That's this is it. Kuki Shinobu is a Hufflepuff. Very loyal. Sticks by Ido. Yeah. Um. I know loyalty is like one of the main Hufflepuff traits. Kuki has mm-hmm. nothing to gain from sticking with Ido and her gang. Or his mm-hmm. gang. 
So I feel like Hufflepuff right there, like one of the most loyal characters. That's true. Let's see. This is fun. <laughs> Give me, yeah, I know. Give me another Slytherin that's not the Wanderer or Yelan. Because I feel like that's the hardest. Yaimiko for sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah she's, she's definitely Slytherin. All uh, the way. <laughs> yep. All, yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw her picture, I'm just like, yep. <laughs> that's one of those scenarios where the sorting hat doesn't even fully get on the head. And it's a Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for Hufflepuff would be Nilu because she's very loyal to Nahida. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do one for each house. Okay, I'll do one more then. Okay, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Child for Gryffindor. He doesn't really fit <sighs> any other I house. Put him in Gryffindor. I think he would actually fit in Hufflepuff well. Uh, you know, well, uh, yeah, actually, I think he would because he's very happy. Go lucky. Yeah, and he just wants to fight, and he just, like, wants exactly. to have fun, and he's very, bra- like, he obviously he's brave, so, like. Yeah. But he's not, like, so, inherently bad. He's just, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other uh, Hufflepuff that I was thinking of is Venti. I feel like for sure that is the only place where he lives and breathes. <laughs> in the Hufflepuff house. In the dorm, and that's it. Yeah. So. Okay, so Venti I, for Hufflepuff. I would say that. Yeah. Um, who do I have now? A Ravenclaw, right? Um, yeah, you need a Ravenclaw. Oh, I know one. Oh, oh, this one's super easy. I mean, I feel like Mona is probably like a yep. Ravenclaw. Yeah, that was the one that I was like, oh, wait, obviously this is it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely Ravenclaw for Mona. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she'll be, she can room with you in Ravenclaw then. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got to mention, so I was streaming some TCG stuff in the Discord uh, before you jumped in. And two people in our Discord, I think it was Angel and Action, they, like, were talking about how, like, Mona's not a good character. So I was just like, dude, I brought Bennett and Mona to the Cryo Redus Fine, and that was a boss that I have literally, like, one shot with just Bennett and Mona. Mm -hmm. And I did, like, 270,000 damage or something like that. So I went to go do it, but the crit wasn't procking. And I did it like four times in a row and the crit didn't proc right. So it just proved their point. So yeah, they were like hardcore shunning me. Yeah. They were like making fun of it so bad. So anyway. Yeah, you look at her with rose colored glasses for sure. Oh yeah. I have honeymoon goggles on every time I look at her. Every time. Yep. All right. <laughs> we have our Patreon shout out. We want to thank our patrons for supporting this show and everything that we do uh, for the show and in our community. Uh, Soupy, who was our Favonius Knight, thank you. Gene appreciates everything you do for the Order of Favonius. We also like to thank our Abdetus tiers, Neku and Ran. Thank you guys. Zhongli appreciates everything that you guys did uh, as the Yaksha in our Discord and our community. So thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, that's the end of our show. Sorry we've been on a hiatus. Um, hopefully I can stay healthy. Hopefully. Farrah, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at, um, the discord, of course. So you can check me out there. You can also, uh, go listen to, if you're a fan of arcane, which you should be, and they just won an award. Um, so you should definitely check it out if you haven't already, but if you want the breakdown of, uh, each episode, episode by episode in extreme detail, <laughs> and you want extra lore tidbits, 
um, to go along with it, then make sure to uh, check out my podcast over there, Chronicles of Terra. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet deal. Um, that's it. When we come back, uh, we kind of just ran through the news for this like coming Monday, which is, I mean, this episode literally is going to go live Monday, but we kind of covered all the news for this past week and, but not the week that we missed. So, oh, I mean, we kind of did a little bit. There wasn't a whole lot of news last week because most of it was this week with the drip marketing coming out and all that. So, uh, maybe we'll talk about the new Archon quest. I don't really know how far you are into that or if you even touched it yet. I have not touched it yet. Okay, so maybe we should try to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll do that, but that's your heads up, and obviously I'll spoiler tag everything for next week's episode. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.